as we embark into this morning's message, um, I remember once upon a time my mom teaching me something. And, and she was teaching me some definitions. She wanted me to understand uh, the difference between a, a pessimist and an optimist. And I remember this. She said, well, an optimist looks at a, 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 a glass of water with, with half of it and calls it a glass half full. And a pessimist looks at a glass of water that's only half uh, water and says it's half empty. And I remember her telling me this and saying, explaining this to me and not understanding it. I didn't understand it. So I got a question. How many of y'all noticed while I was talking about that, I didn't look at y'all at all? Did you notice? Anybody notice? I'm looking at my feet. Title of today's message is looking up. You know, I mean, looking up. All right, we're going to be in, 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 in Colossians chapter 3, just just five little verses. I mean, it's it's easy little passage. It's I I I really um, had prepared the message following up on last week's um, uh, false prophets out of Second Peter chapter two, and really had prepared and planned to preach that this morning. And then the the reports from camp came, and and really started looking at, at kids. And and yes, we could have shown you pictures of of bleeding children. Christopher down here bled, just so you know. <laughs> he fell off a bench and got cut, and so he's wrapped up this morning. So uh, we could, we, all right, so let's see. I'm looking around the room, see if I can say what I want to say. All right, here you go. We could have showed you pictures of children throwing up. <laughs> we could have, right? I mean, we could have. Uh, we could have showed you pictures of, of homesick kids crying. Right? You know, not whoo, away from mom and dad. We could have shown you some kids that were away from their parents for the first time not crying. <laughs> right? We could have showed you all kind of stuff from five days at Camp Caraway. We could have turned the tone of this morning's worship hour into something uh, fun and exciting. I mean, you know what? You stick an axe in a bunch of kids' hands. They're going to have fun. Did you notice that there was one picture in the video where they'd been shooting a bow and arrows, and then this vantage point of this other picture, it looked like this little girl was standing there with an arrow sticking out the side of her head. Did y'all see that one? I saw it. I was like, where is that arrow coming from? And then you saw there was another kid behind them, you know, with there. So, so you know, you, you can turn, right, the impression of what you're sharing, Right? Optimist and pest, optimist, pessimist. I didn't understand what my mom was trying to teach me until the first time I ran my car out of gas. And then I realized, she said, you know, when you get past the halfway point, you probably need to stop and get gas. Right? I was like, because it's half empty or half full? I'm an optimist. It's half full. I'll drive it till it quits. Right? Meh. Paul writes to us in Colossians, and he's writing to us from a, a, a perspective and giving us a perspective, okay? He is sharing with us a, an attitude that is based on the, the foundation of who 
We are in Christ. I love it that, that Nick's message this morning was on the fact that we are royalty. We are heirs of the king. And heirs means we inherit something, you know? And yet, we live in a world where people are walking around looking at their feet. They're walking around, oh, oh, it's me. The world's... I'm, I'm glad that we get worship over on Sunday morning so I can spend Monday through Saturday paying attention to all the bad stuff going on in the world. Right? Let's get all the good stuff out of the way in an hour on Sunday morning so we can pay attention to all the, the junk that's going on in the world around us and complain about it, right? Here you go. Ready? I didn't hear any amens, but it's all right. I'm going to keep going whether you amen or not. Colossians 3, here you go. So if you have been raised with Christ, all right, let's stop, right? If I stop after every phrase, it's going to be a long morning. Just hold on. If you have been raised with Christ. See, there's an if there. Have you been raised with Christ? Do you know Jesus? Has, have, you, have you surrendered? Have you given up who you are? Have you given up your life? For the life that God has offered you in the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Or are you so consumed with all the, the, this is a word I don't even understand what it means, but here you go. If you're so consumed with the minutiae, I know it's the miniature minor things. If you're so involved with the, oh, woe is me. You see, if you have been raised with Christ, yeah, I got to baptize three people Thursday evening. It was very cool. Here's how it happened. Uh, Colin, and I, I think his last name's Coran. Stephen Coran's son, Colin, is moving. He moved to Alaska Saturday. <gasps> Alaska? Who moves to Alaska besides seals? I don't know. Anyway, anyway, he moved to Alaska Friday, Saturday. And, and he's been engaged and active here at the gathering for quite a while. He worked up in the booth and, and just really had found his, his faith in Christ and God saved him and all that sort of thing. And I talked to him right over there uh, one day just about who Christ is to him. And he said, I want to get baptized before I go. And I said, all right, when you going? He said, Saturday. I said, we better do it quick. I said, when you want to do it? They said, uh, sometime this week. I said, all right, tell me when. They said, all right, we're going to do it Thursday, about supper time. I was like, fine. Um, what time? I mean, supper time could be anything. Anyway, 7 o'clock. All right, 7 o'clock. I said, all right, we're going to do it at 7 o'clock. So we get ready. Uh, I'm going to meet them right out here in the little courtyard area. Well, in the meantime, some of you have met Jim Anderson. He comes at 810, and Jim sits about right in there where Ryan is uh, every, every Sunday morning at 810, but he's in some other place this morning. But anyway, Jim says, uh, I need to go ahead and get baptized. He said, when's the next baptism? I said, Thursday night. He said, really? I said, yeah, Thursday night, 7 o'clock. You want to get baptized Thursday night, 7 o'clock? He was waiting till after he had his back surgery. You know how dangerous it is to put yourself in my hands in the ocean after back surgery? Anyway, Jim says, I, I'm going to go ahead and get baptized. I'm like, all right, so Jim met us out here. And then out of the blue, okay, now, understand, God plans all these things. When I say out of the blue, I'm uh, uh, tongue-in-cheek. Get a call. Kyle gets a call from a guy up in Greenville, North Carolina. Says, um, ask, can he be baptized in the ocean? I don't even know this guy. Kyle doesn't know this guy. Kyle gives him, you know, he sends me the contact. Says, this guy wants to get baptized. All right, cool. 
So, so I called the guy. He said, yeah, he said, my family's, you know, we've, we've just recently recommitted our lives and our faith to Christ, and I want to be baptized. But they all got baptized up here in a tank. He said, I want to get baptized in the ocean. And I was like, okay. He said, so when is your next baptism scheduled? I said, Thursday night. <laughs> he said, and this was like Thursday morning. <laughs> he says, well, I'm at work right now, but I think I can get there by 7 o'clock. And so sure enough, dude rolls up. And so I got to baptize three people Thursday night at 7 o'clock. You see? God's at work all the time. God's doing cool things all the time. Problem is, is we get our focus in the wrong place. We have been raised, and that's the thing about baptism. Baptism is burial. That's why we immerse. And resurrection, that's why we pick you back up on a good day. I told one of them going out there, I said, I have dropped a couple, so be careful. But the point is, is that that, that resurrection with Christ, we've been raised above all the junk that goes on in the world around us. But my question for you is, where do you abide? Do you wallow in the junk? Or do you walk in the resurrection that we have in Christ? You see, listen to what he says. So if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you, will, you, will, you also will appear with Him in glory. Therefore, put to death what belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, greed, which is idolatry. See, what Paul is encouraging the Christians in Colossae to is that you dwell, you live, your life is above all of this. I can't, I can't even begin to tell you how many times Christians um, wallow in the things of the world. I mean, just wallow in it. Think about it. Uh, how many, and don't raise your hand because then it would look like confession and I'm not doing that. But here you go. How many of you just get The word, the proper word would be frustrated, aggravated. How many of you just get fried watching the news? Man, you watch the news and you just go. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you all a story. And I debated on whether to tell this story or not. I have a friend. I don't think Robert ever watches us worship. It's okay. But we were friends like when we were 10, 11 years old, right? I admit, we got into a little trouble through the years. Uh, Robert and I disagree vehemently on, let's say, societal issues. But Robert needed some help right after I graduated from college, and so I rented an apartment and let Robert move in with me. And uh, I signed a year's lease, and Robert was my roommate in an apartment in, in uh, Columbia, South Carolina. Everything in the apartment. Most of the furniture was rented with the apartment, but the television was mine. 
That was my brand new 19-inch tube TV. <laughs> so one night I went to bed at a normal hour because I worked, and uh, Robert's schedule was a little more, let's say, free. Um, I went to bed one night, and am awoken at like one in the morning to uh, Robert screaming at the television. I was like, what's going on? And then I hear the thing that got me out of bed. The scream didn't get me out of bed. Robert's, anyway, at the time, he was not uh, anyway doing well. So anyway, um, and then I hear him go, And I thought, I know he did just not spit on my 19-inch TV. <laughs> and I walked in there, and sure enough, he had spit on my TV. <laughs> and I was like, Bobby showed up for a moment, but, but we calmed him down a little bit. You know, I looked at well, you know what it was? He was watching some news thing, some some sea Spanish kind of... Sorry, that's my description of it. And had gotten so worked up that his only response other than screaming at the TV was to spit at the TV. That didn't have any impact on the guy on the TV. It really didn't help Robert a whole lot. But you know who it made mad? Right? So I want to ask where your focus is this morning. Look at this passage just a minute. I mean, what, what Paul is encouraging us to, seek the things above. Do we, as God's kids, allow ourselves to be dragged down? Do you get out there in the world around us and pay too much attention to the arguments to the, to the lies. I'll go ahead and call them lies. There are lies out there. Last week I spoke on false prophecy and false teachers. Can I just tell you something? They're all over our culture. Uh, you, you can't turn on the TV without hearing false teaching. Be that political, medical, societal, or whatever. And, and, and you get to decide how you're going to respond and react to it. Paul is telling us, if you've been raised with Christ, seek the things above. Where is our dwelling place? Where do we abide? Do we abide in the, in the, 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 the corruption of the world we live in? Or is our citizenship elsewhere in heaven? Do we belong to Jesus? Is our life in this world simply, we're just passing through, folks. We are supposed to set our sights, seek the things of Christ, set our minds on the things above. Oh, i just be honest. How many folks in a given week really only come to talk to me so that I can encourage them? Because they've been discouraged by everything going on around them. So here's my question. We as the body of Christ need to be abiding in the things of Christ. We need to seek the things of Christ. We need to recognize that we have been adopted. We have been raised up in Christ. 
We, we, we don't wallow in the, in the last verse of 2 Peter chapter 2 talks about, you know, you can clean a pig up, but once you turn him loose, he's going right back to the mud. Folks, we don't need to wallow down there. We have been raised with Christ. This is a temporary condition. You see, Christians can get so weighted down that they refuse or can't see the things of Christ. You know, the woe is me sort of thing. I used to pick on a young lady. Her husband was our worship pastor. I used to pick on her because her favorite favorite cartoon character was Eeyore. I was like, man, how dismal is that? Mm-hmm. Right? Can I just tell you, I think there are a lot of people whose favorite character is Eeyore. How you doing today? And I'm like, get away from me. You know, because I want to see the things that God's doing. I want to see the things that God has accomplished. I want to hear about victory in your life. Now, granted, if you're not having victory in your life, let's sit down and talk about why. Not wallow in the defeat. Okay? Seek the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. See, I have to admit right now, whether it's 1.30, 4.30, 5.30, whatever time I wake up in the morning, I, I don't move. I don't even move in the bed until I go, okay, God, here we go. Forgive me where I've failed you. God, let me see your face today. Let me seek you today. Let me be close to you today. Draw me in, God. Draw me in so that I can be a a witness to what you're doing, who you're touching. Oh, it's a thrill to me that some guy named Enoch Reed from Greenville, North Carolina, calls the gathering office out of the blue and says, I want to be baptized in the ocean. And Kyle sends the message over to me and I have a conversation going, yeah, tonight, come on. And we meet across, we meet here, walk across the street, and there's some family sitting there, you know, mom, dad, couple of kids. I think they were uncomfortable, I don't know. So I walked up to them after we were done. <laughs> I walked over, I was a Hey, thank y'all for coming to baptism. And they were like, (laughs) right? Man, I want to encourage people. I want people to know that God's at work. I want to know that we have promises and blessings. And yes, we deal with the junk of the world that we live in. But we don't dwell and abide in that place. We live in a higher place, a higher mind, a higher spirit. I get to set my sight and my my mind on the things of God. Or I can turn on the news. Or I can listen to to doomsday prophets. 
Or I can listen to people that, that, that don't have anything good to say about anything or anybody. And I can join them in that place, right? <sighs> Just be a herd of yours. Right? Wasn't he the one that lost his tail? Yeah, see? Yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> I mean, you, you can extrapolate that in any direction you want to. But here's the truth of it. You died. This is verse 3. You died. Okay? Your life is hidden with Christ in God. That's where you abide. This life is crucified. That life is eternity. Okay? See, I, I, mm, I find myself on many occasions just trying to pick people up and encourage them. Just to say, guess what? You know, here, here's the one. Uh, I had a great conversation Thursday morning, as a matter of fact with someone, and, and, and I said, you know what? I said, whatever that thing is, that, that, that hardship you've encountered, God knew before you encountered it that you were going to encounter it and already gave you everything you need to encounter and be victorious. God already knew it. God's already pouring His Spirit out in you so that you can have victory over whatever it is. Now, it might not be the victory that you envision. It might not be the, God, uh, I'm about to go through this and I want it to end this way. And God goes, yeah, that ain't happening. It's going to happen this way, but this is the victory. You know that song that called out just saying, said, uh, uh, he works all things together for my good. The first time I saw that lyric, I was like, wait a minute. What? No, see, from Romans 8, 28, God works all things together for good. Kingdom good. And did you know that every time there is kingdom good, it is for your good. Kingdom good is always for your good. All right? So that, that's where we get to abide. We, get to, we are hidden in Christ. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with Him in glory. Therefore, now, I didn't want to dwell on the list that's there, the sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desire, greed, which is idolatry. Put to death what belongs to your earthly nature. Do you see that? That's, in, that's, that's, that's done. And if you or I or any of us keep going back and digging it up, then the pain it causes is on us. Because God has removed us from that. Okay? I worked in a textile mill for a while. I cleaned air conditioners. I've told this story before, so if you've heard it and are tired of it, just stick your fingers in your ears. It'll be all right. Cotton would get sucked into the returns. Cotton fibers in the air would get sucked into the air conditioning returns that were about as big as this area of the platform, just sucking all that cotton in, right? And they'd pull it into the sprayers. The sprayers would, would wet it and it'd sink down into the tank at the bottom. And, and on the weekends, we didn't have air conditioning because they were all turned off. 
So we'd go in there at 6 o'clock in the morning and we'd wade into the, into the air conditioning room and we'd drain the water out so that it was just... And I love how this rhymed. It was just rotten cotton. And it would just settle down to the floor and we'd have to sweep it up into trash bags and haul it out of the air conditioning room. And then we'd have to pull all the cotton out of the blades of the air conditioner down. Can I tell y'all that rotten cotton is disgusting? I mean, it's, it's, it's squishy. And it stinks. And it's this gray-black just nastiness. That is my best illustration for what the world offers you. And, and if you of a day want to lay down and wallow in that, that's not what God wants for you. God wants you to set your sights, set your mind on the things of Christ because you have been raised out of the mire. You have been hidden in Christ. That's who you are. Okay. To answer Nick's question, are you royal? Yes. We are God's kids. We're God's kids. And God has cool things in store for us. I love the video. I love how they edit those videos together. That's why the message got changed this week. Because I looked at that and I was like, all right, cannot follow a happy axe-throwing video from Camp Carraway with, with false prophecy, judgment, and all that stuff. I've got to tell you, that video, yes, it was two and a half minutes of just fun, right? See, because the editors said, let's put the fun on the screen, not the blood. Okay? So when you when you exit worship, remember, look up. I could stand here and preach the whole message looking at my feet. It's the only way I could ensure not stepping off of here unexpectedly. <laughs> but if I did this, right? A lot of people go through life looking down when God's called us to look up. If you don't know Jesus, I'll be honest with you, you don't have a reason to look up. If you know Jesus, you've got a reason. Pray with me. God, thank you for today and thank you that you loved us and cared for us and you brought us to this point that we might be encouraged by your word. Paul has written to us. Paul has given us an encouragement to, to, to set our minds, to seek the things of Christ, to, to, to abide in a place that isn't, isn't caught in the death throes of, of, of this world. God, we want to, to just spiritually, mentally, emotionally, in all ways, God, we just want to abide with you. God, we just want to seek your face. God, we want to be so close to you that we don't miss what you're doing. And so God, as we, as we celebrate you this morning, God, by your Spirit, just encourage us. Lift us up. God, let us, by your Spirit, lift one another up. God, we know we're going to have tough days. That's not... We can't be up all the time, but God, let us be the one that encourages another. 
No matter what's going on, let us be encouragers. Let us be lifters. God, let us, let us shine. God, if there's someone here this morning who doesn't know Jesus, God, I pray that you'd speak to their hearts this morning that they might meet Jesus. God, help us to always, as Jesus himself said, lift high the name of Christ and that you would save those who come to you. So God, help us to be voices, proclaimers of that praise. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.